Welcome to The Everglow, a podcast with real advice you can actually use to live a better, happier life, especially if you're an empath. No burning sage, no crystals, no BS. Join me as I travel the world sharing the valuable lessons I learned. Hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this to get new episode updates. On today's episode of the Everglow, we're going to talk about being an advocate for yourself. Now, what does that mean? It means being able to speak for yourself, fend for yourself, and fight for yourself when the time arises. Too often, especially as empaths or highly sensitive people, we're so adverse to conflict. We would rather pay the tax on getting screwed over by somebody or a business than voicing our opinion. We would rather swallow being wronged than potentially getting into an argument with somebody who's doing the wrong to us. And so today I want to focus on how you have to, especially in this day and age, uh, be an advocate for yourself and fight for yourself. It's interesting because as an attorney, uh, as my so-called day job, I actually have to fight for my clients and I do it more than I do for myself, which sounds incredibly crazy because you would think as a lawyer, I would take care of number one, that being me, more so than a second or a third person or somebody I don't know who's a stranger, but who's a client. But I've actually found that with other lawyers too. We'll often swallow uh, a poison pill from some business that screws us uh, more so than fighting. Now, we can always justify it based on, well, I don't want to put more time into this uh, ridiculous AT&T bill where they're ripping me off, so let me pay the extra $50 that has dropped out of the sky onto my bill, uh, then invest you know, $100 of my time trying to fight the bill. Now, other people have the more principled approach of, well, it's in, in my principles. I'm not, why should I pay this money that I don't owe? So it's kind of like a parking ticket you don't believe you deserve. Uh, but are you really going to take a half a day of work off to go to court to fight it? So there are economics involved. But with all of that being said, for now, I'd like you to throw out the economics of a lot of these things. And the reason I think you should do that is because your decision shouldn't be based on economics all of the time. And as an empath, you should start fighting for yourself more, more out of principle. And when you fight for things out of principle, you'll find you'll have to deal with less of these things just through the quantum mechanics or the law of attraction of it all. As you start standing up for yourself, less people will try to take advantage of you and less situations will arise where you have to fight for yourself. So in an interesting way, advocating for yourself more and being more stern and more bold will actually pay off on the long run. So sure, maybe you'll have to take half a day off of work and miss $200 of income in order to fight off a $50 parking ticket. But what you, I think, will find over the years and months to come is that you'll get less of those 
situations, less of those parking tickets. Uh, what promoted me or prompted me rather to delve into this topic today was my most recent recent uh, argument with a company called Regis. They are a place where I rent uh, one of my offices for uh, my business. Now they handle the whole office. Uh, there are similar companies these days, like WeWork, I believe is one of them. And Da Vinci used to be another one. Maybe they're still around. But Regis essentially has, you know, they rent in a floor or two of an office building and then they rent out individual offices. You can rent out packages. Well, I'm not going to promote their business. They've screwed me enough. But bottom line is I rent my office from them. They're basically the office management company. They're worldwide. Um, which you'd think would be a strength, but the problem with these, I found bigger and bigger businesses is that they really don't care about your business. Oddly as that may sound. And what happened recently is the following. I've been with them for many years, over a decade, believe it or not. And I've often switched offices. Sometimes I get a, an upgraded office, you know, as business picks up, I want a bigger office or if I'm not going in often, I'll get a smaller office. I changed my requirements and uh, a couple of months ago, less than two months ago, actually, uh, there is a promotion because of COVID. Obviously, you know, nobody's, nobody needs office space right now. So they approached me with, Hey, we can give you a great, really good deal on, uh, another office. So I looked at the office and actually I thought, okay, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not splurge a bit? I'll get a different office for now. Nicer view, et cetera. And because over the last decade, I have been screwed over by this company so many times on the billing, like this is a company that will magically drop things in your bill from time to time. And the way they've set their structure up, I don't believe it's an intelligent way of doing it. I think they are just completely that incompetent that it's very hard to get any billing reversed. It used to be that you could just go to the physical human being in your center running the center and that person would be able to reverse a charge now that whole program of giving them that latitude lasted for like a year before the corporate office said you know what let's not do that anymore because too many people are having our fraudulent billing schemes reversed <laughs> because they were so obvious and blatant um some of my fraudulent billings that have come through the years were earlier this year uh, i asked for new signage which is supposed to be, you know, an additional $25 a month. I add the signage and guess what I get a bill for? I get a bill for something like a year or two of last two years of having a sign that I was never charged for. I can't make this stuff up. Um, so they, they decide to charge me retroactively for a sign that never existed. Brilliant. Uh, other times I'll suddenly get uh, some sort of internet. Fee. I once I got a, a fee for computers using my IP address. And I'm like, but I pay for internet. I pay a ridiculous amount of money for internet. They're like, well, more than three computers logged on to your, use your IP address for your internet. And I'm like, huh? I'm one guy with two computers. It's not even, and my point is they always drop these crazy things in. But recently, the recent story that prompted me to do this podcast is they asked me if I wanted to upgrade offices. The deal looked good. And because I'd been screwed over so many times with these guys by billing, I literally asked in person to them. If I change offices, are there any other fees I should know about? Because every time, I literally said, every time I change offices, there's an onslaught of ridiculous billing and fees. And they said, no, there aren't. And 
I even went out of my way and said, well, is there going to be something called a restoration fee? Because I know that you guys hit me with, try to hit me with a, you know, several hundred dollar restoration fee when I switch offices. When I, what a restoration fee is, is it's basically their gimmick where they charge you for redoing your office when you move from one office to the other. Basically, they're saying we have to repaint your office, repair holes in the walls, and clean the carpet. Now, in my case, I had never put a single hole in the wall, uh, nor had I gone in much, and my carpet was stellar, number one. Number two is my office was slated to be renovated anyway because I had one of the older offices, and Regis was already in the process of, on their own dime, upgrading and fixing my office, meaning painting the walls and changing the carpet and the furniture. They were already doing that whether I was moving or not. So notwithstanding all of that, I literally said, I went out of my way from experience and said, is there going to be any of this restoration fee? To which I was literally verbatim told, no, since you're staying in the same center uh, and you're not moving the center and just moving offices, there's no restoration fee. I was literally told that because I went out of my way to ask about it. Notwithstanding that, all the other four or five times I've switched offices, when there was that restoration fee that had come up, they had always waived it. So lo and behold, I get my next bill. And sure enough, uh, guess what's on my bill? First, there's an activation fee, and then they charge me a late fee. And I'm thinking, you guys are charging me a late fee for an office, which I haven't even started moved to move in yet, because my rent's not even due yet. And now you're charging me a late fee for not paying rent that I don't even owe. So now I have to invest how much time fighting that. But that's not even where the story begins, sadly. The story begins this month where I get my next bill, where now, guess what's on my bill? A $420 restoration fee. Hmm. Didn't see that one coming. Yes, I did. Now, of course, the way Regis screws you is when you're signing the contract, you don't get to see a contract you're signing. On this particular occasion, all I got was a link saying, and I did it with the secretary. Here's where it gets wonderful. I actually did it with the Regis representative. In fact, they clicked for me. All I got was a little two-line screen saying, on the screen, two lines on the screen saying, do you want to move from this office to this office where your rent will go from this much to that much? And the answer is yes. There was no, here's where you click for uh, to review your contract first. There's no anything. So it's presumed on good faith that I'm just stepping into uh, my old contract. So of course I click, we click yes. She clicks yes for me. And you'd think that would be the end of it. But that's just where the avalanche starts. Now, I'm not going to pay any of this nonsense. Now, I pay the activation fee, which is a bullshit rape fee as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I paid it anyway, again, because not advocating for myself. I'm like, I just want this problem to go away. But then guess what's, you know, when I, once I get this active, this uh, restoration fee, I approach her. I'm like, what on earth am I getting this for? You said I didn't have to pay it. So of course the secretary or the lady running the place says, well, okay, don't pay it. I'll submit uh, a trouble ticket, which is what they call basically an inquiry where they send it to their corporate office somewhere far away. So that way they don't have to be the bad guy. And sure enough, um, I get an email a couple days later saying, well, I asked them and they said they won't waive it, and uh, basically it's in your contract, so tough luck. And I don't know what to say to that, because I have to maintain good relations with the people at the, on the front end, 
But at the same time, you've basically just told me you're a fucking liar. Because the second you you make a promise to me with your mouth, and you look me in the eye and you make a representation to me, and then you turn around and say, well, tough luck, it's in the contract. You're, you're just a fucking liar. And I know we're in the Trump era where everybody lies and it's okay because there are no, no repercussions. But I, I, I find it an insult to my intelligence that I can't learn anything from this, right? Because you could learn from your mistakes and the lesson would be, okay, ask in the future. So I'm not going to buckle. I didn't want to buckle on this. So what do I do? The old version of me probably would have just had been pissed and paid it. But I thought, no, this isn't good enough. So I end up reaching out to a friend of mine who manages uh, more centers. He's a high, he's higher level. And of course, it's easy for the secretary lady to say, just pay it. Because guess what? It's not her fucking money, right? <laughs> so I love it when people say, just pay it. Well, how about you just pay it? You're the one that made the mistake. Why am I paying for your lie or your mistake? So I go up, um, I go level up and I talk to my friend who manages uh, at a higher level at the this company and he said yeah no she shouldn't have told you that and he said yeah it used to be a couple of years ago we could waive that all the time but they changed the policy whereas now they don't allow you to waive that fee anymore and he's like no she should never have told you that so he anyways i end up having him look into it and i also submit an inquiry at a higher level to the corporate office and of course, they're so sophisticated at Regis with their communications that I get disconnected from them something like three times in the middle of me having explained the same thing over and over. And you can see the result here. Some people think it's a big scam where they do this on purpose. I think they're just that incompetent where a big company like this can't even have a telephone system working correctly. And you generally get beaten into submission from the stress of having to say the same story over and over to a different person. I mean, when I got disconnected the first time, I called back and I said, hey, can I speak to this guy named Trevor? I already told him the whole story. And the lady's like, okay, sure. I'll forward you to him. And I get a voicemail from the Trevor guy. I then call back. Um, and guess what happens when I ask to speak to Trevor again? This new person says, well, we can't switch. We can't transfer lines because the system here isn't set up to transfer us to, to transfer a case to anybody other than me. And I'm thinking, but they just did it. And she's like, well, I said, how can I talk to this person? And the person says, well, you have to call back. And I'm like, but you just told me they don't have an extension. So how am I supposed to get that same person just by calling the same 1-800 number? And of course, this idiot had no, no nothing more to tell me. And I'm like, do you see? In, so do you see the insanity of this company called Regis? And their entire website's dedicated to Regis uh, and all the class action lawsuits they've been a part of because I, they fuck everybody over this way. Um, I've had many friends screwed over by them. And it, they're, you're basically getting paying the stupid tax. They they beat you in a submission because one person passes the ball to the next who just hangs up on you. And in the meantime, you're getting these automated emails about how they're going to suspend your services and how you're going to... Um, they're going to send you to collections. And be, you as a responsible person are worried about your credit... Um, and it sounds amazing that even a lawyer could get manhandled like this, but even my lawyer friends who are with Regis who have left, even they get fucked over and they don't know what to do. And these are people that like, are, you know, guys that do high stakes, stakes litigation. So with that being said, I now get another email from 
the secretary saying that my second request to the corporate office has been denied and just pay it. Otherwise, we're going to suspend your services. So now she's put her big girl pants on and she's not being friendly anymore, which I love it, right? You know, thanks for advocating, not for me. Uh, but again, when it's not your money, people don't care. And shame on her for not being responsible and saying, you know what, I fucked up. And advocating a corporate that, hey, I told, I promised this guy this. You guys really need to hook the client up. He's been here for 10 years, 11 years. Um, and so with that being said, I ended up talking to my my friend who works there, who's higher up. And he said, look, I looked at the numbers and... You know, she gave you a great deal. She really hooked you up. And I was thinking, I like my friend a lot and I know he's advocating for her, but I don't know. I don't understand this logic of I got a good deal on something. So therefore I have to get less of a good deal going forward and pay all these additional fees because part of getting a good deal is not having to pay all these ripoff fees that I'm not told about. That's the equivalent of me going to a car dealership. The car dealership advertising a price, me going and saying, hey, that's a good price. I want it. Are there any other hidden fees? And they say no. And then when I get the car, they tack on another $2,000 of additional fees and then excuse it by saying, well, we gave you a good deal on the car. So just pay these extra fees that we didn't tell you about. Like, <laughs> how is that fair? Especially when, in my case, I literally went out of my way to ask and inquire about the stupid restoration fee. So out of respect for my friend who works there, I didn't really argue with him too much, but I did tell him, you know, you can say all, all you can say everything you want about how the secretary helped me out and hooked me up, but in reality she didn't. I got a good deal on it because they had an ad and I responded and I took the deal. I went out of my way to inquire about additional charges and I was assured that there weren't any and that was part of me negotiating my deal. I didn't twist anybody's arms. I didn't ask for extra things. I took exactly what was promised, except what was promised was a lie. And there were three major lies in this whole transaction. Lie number one, I was told that this would not extend my current lease. It would just fall into whatever my current lease term was for the balance of my lease. That was lie number one because it turned out this actually reset my whole lease for another two years. Lie number two was there wouldn't be any restoration fee. And yet there was a restoration fee. Number Lie number three was there wouldn't be any activation fee or any other hidden charges. And certainly there was an activation fee. And so that being said, uh, an older version of me would have just eaten it again. Because I've already eaten hundreds of dollars over the last who knows how many years and probably 30 hours fighting these assholes. Uh, but I thought, you know what? I shouldn't fight this because I don't want to have to see the secretary whenever I go in and there'll be bad feelings. But then I thought to myself, how am I advocating for myself if I'm worried about somebody else's feelings? Here she is sending me an email saying, pay up this fee that I fucked up on. Otherwise, we're going to cut your services. And I'm supposed to worry about her feelings. And so it was a good moment of reckoning for me. And it should be for you, too, when you have these situations, because the programming in me wanted to just let it go. But the other side of me thought, no, enough of this, enough of this. So I thought, fuck it. Let her be the one that should be shy about looking at me when I walk in there. Let her be the one knowing that next time she does this, there's going to be a fight. And in fact, there's going to be a fight now because I'm not going to just walk away from this and eat it. Now, I'm embarrassed to say I did pay it yesterday. 
and I only paid it to stop incurring late fees uh, and anything that Regis may do fraudulently to try to mess my credit. Fair enough, right? Uh, I may file a small claim suit. I haven't figured that out yet. I'm hearing the small claims courts are currently closed, but I decided to go on social media and escalate it, uh, which can sometimes help. And I'm going to keep fighting this with the corporate office and I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's out of principle and it's going to keep coming back on the secretary that lied about uh, the fees. And it's going to be a thorn in her side. And for sure, while I know it's going to be I'll probably spend more of my valuable time fighting it than it's worth financially. Um, I do believe in the long run financially, it will be a net positive because at least this person will never make promises to me that she can't keep again. Uh, and moreover, I believe it'll louden my voice or brighten my voice in the future such that these incidents won't happen as frequently because they were always, you know, to be honest, they were happening a lot before. And I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I thought, you know, I'm not understanding something. I honestly do everything right. Like I go out of my way to ask questions. I gather information as a lawyer. I, you know, I cross every T I dot every I, I go overboard with that stuff. And yet I still find myself in these predicaments. And you know, if there were, were a lesson to be learned about this stuff, I would say, okay, well, let me do things differently. But in this instance, I actually did everything differently. And despite that, I still got fucked. And I know this era, we're in this era of just like getting fucked and no repercussions for the person doing the fucking. But man, there's got to be a, there's got to be, there's got to be a breaking point. And I know as an empath, you don't want to fight with people. I don't either. Because as an empath, it takes so much more out of us. I will say that when I did start becoming more bold and asking for things and had to fight with people, I'll say it took a lot out of me, but I would always win. But it would take a lot out of me, but I would win. And I feel like I'm going to win on this one. And even if I don't, I'll have proven a point. Uh, and, and that point to myself and to the universe that this shit isn't acceptable. And in this era, you may be putting up with a lot of shit that's completely unacceptable. I see it every day. And people just put up with it because they don't want to fight back. And that I was getting political, which hey, is election season. I feel like that's always been part of the problem with the Democrats, right? They put up with the intolerable, right? Hillary Clinton sends an email that apparently causes no issue, but they spend years and millions of dollars investigating a non-issue. Whereas Ivanka Trump and all these people do tons of emails and have classified, you know, they send government emails on private email addresses and eh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Nothing to see here, but we put up with this nonsense and you as an empath need to, uh, awaken and start advocating for yourself. It'll hurt at the beginning because you're not used to it. And it'll hurt at the beginning because it's out of your element and you're worried, you're worried about the worst case scenario or something bad will happen to you, but you need to do it. Otherwise, you're always going to be fighting with two hands behind, tied behind your back. And you're always, you're going to open the door to more and more and more and more people taking advantage of you in every element of your life. So you need to start setting these lines in the sand, if you will, of what's acceptable and what isn't. You have to have your own code. And if somebody else wants to cross your code, then make them pay for it. And so with that being said, um... I hope this lesson of today 
find some useful to you in your life. Uh, I know I went on a bit of a rant about Regis ripping me off. I'm one of the thousands that I'm sure have been ripped off over time. And uh, I want you to learn to stand up for yourself. You go to a restaurant and they give you the wrong order. You know, don't feel bad that you have to confront them and say, hey, you guys made a mistake. And if they say, no, that's what you ordered, be definite. Be say, no, I didn't order this. You didn't listen to me correctly. This is not what I ordered. Uh, because I've seen those scenarios too, where they try to blame you back uh, instead of admitting to their mistake. Let people own their mistakes. Don't pay for other people's mistakes. So I hope this lesson finds you well. Uh, you know, enjoy your life. Have a good day. Do something new and fun today for yourself and never stop growing. Remix. So do you want to see an example of the law of attraction working in real time? Not more than a second after I clicked stop on recording this podcast, did I get an incoming email from the secretary showing me my accounting and showing me that they just reversed that fraudulent charge on my bill for that fake restoration fee. Yep, you heard it. After being denied multiple times by the company and her and basically told to F off, the bill magically fixed itself. Now that, my friends, is what happens when you start advocating for yourself. The universe will start guiding you on your way and working in your favor because the universe will give you what you want. And that is why it's so important for you to advocate for yourself. Fight for yourself because you're not fighting alone. The universe is right behind you, helping you along the way. I can't give you a better law of attraction example than that. Thanks again and as you can see, All's well that ends well. See you on the next one. Thanks again for tuning in to The Everglow, chronicling my life as an empath as I travel the globe. Check us out on Instagram at N-E-I-L-B-H-A-R-T-I-A for more photos related to this and other podcasts.